When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Busy, busy on this Thursday. NFL weekend kicks off tonight. Good game. Finally, we get what at least shapes up to be a good game on Thursday night football with the Ravens at the Bucks. Big game between two quarterbacks who desperately needed and our big stars in Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. We'll get to all of that. we got a bunch of basketball working today. My main man, Dan Graziano, is here. But, Dan, I'm going to start it with something you're not expecting. So you have this competition with our friend Hembo, uh-huh. who most days on this program sits right where you're sitting mm-hmm. right now. Are you aware of why he's not here? I heard it, something mentioned about a wedding, but I don't know any details. So, so, he, so you see, so I brought this up yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with Hembo, who is young and, and still basically newly married. He's been yep. married three years. He has brand new twins. Brand new kids, yep. And then I've got Nuno and Bubba, who are lifelong bachelors. Okay. So I needed the, um, I needed the thoughts of, of someone who has been married a long time, mm-hmm. like myself, and you fall in that category. So Hembo has been invited. His wife and he have been invited to a wedding tomorrow night. Yeah. Do you know what else is tomorrow night? I believe the Philadelphia Phillies are playing in game one of the World Series. That's correct. Right? Do you yeah. know how important that is to Hembo? Pretty important. I mean, what's the most important thing in your life? If I asked well, you right now, what, what, what is the <laughs> most important? I mean, literally include everything. The health yeah. and safety of your children. Yeah, wife and kids. That's how much Hembo yeah. cares about the Phillies. It's literally on that level. And it is my belief mm-hmm. that he should not be made to go to this <laughs> wedding for game one of the World Series. I wrote in a book 15 years ago that football tickets are an acceptable reason for missing a wedding up to and including first cousins. These are merely <laughs> friends. I, th- I think Kembo should be told, and I think everyone involved should understand, I mean, I'm not coming to this wedding. I'm very happy for you, but the Phillies are playing in the World Series. That's much more important to me I think everyone should understand that. I really do. I mean, you can watch it on your phone. No, you like, can't watch you can. it on your you phone. You can watch it on your phone. You are not watching game. You know, when your team is in the World Series, yeah. like, I, I tried to make this analogy. There were very few weddings on Sundays, I think. But uh, I don't mean on Sundays. But there are very few weddings on Super Bowl Sunday, I think. You because think. most people don't want to get married during the Super Bowl. Well, I, I, let me take it out of a Sunday. Let me take it out of a Sunday. NFL playoff games get played on Saturday. Sure. If the New York Jets Mm -hmm. are in a playoff game in that Saturday night primetime slot, Mm -hmm. and I am invited to a wedding that is not my own daughter's, I'm not going. Wow. I'm not going. And I don't think anyone should expect me to. Well, the World Series is going to be at least four games. Right. Right? So... You could make the case that the singular, you know, the singular playoff game, the guarantee, there's no more guarantee. You don't know if the Jets are going to be in a playoff game again for years after that one day. He knows that he can watch game two on Saturday, right? Which side of this are you on is what I'm asking. 
Like, you are now an esteemed sports writer. So they're friends of his? They're not friends of, of I Liz's? I think they're friends of hers. Okay. Well, then She's that, that in changes the it. Yeah. I mean, she, that changes it to make it more of a requirement for him. Oh, it does. Oh, I think so. Because now you're talking about, you know, the marriage, right? Like, you're talking about, like, you know, it's a happy wife, happy life situation here. Yeah. So if it was his friends, then I think he'd have more power over the decision. I, I, I don't know, because it seems to me that... Okay, well, let's, this, is, let's, this is good stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you would talk about sports the rest of the day. This, well, this is, is what I find myself thinking about. Of meat on this bone, and it is sports adjacent. I mean, it yeah. is. It, is, it, well, it does speak tempo. to the importance of sports and the Phillies. Let, let's, let's look at it this way: If you're listening to this show, mm-hmm. if your life is in a place where right at this minute you are, you have put on ESPN Radio, wherever you are in America and are listening, then you are passionate about sports. Yeah, you feel exactly as I do in this scenario. And if you happen to be married or in a committed relationship with someone where sacrifice becomes a factor, then you understand the conundrum. But I told Hembo, I think you 100% can get away with it. And here's why. Here's the point that they're her friends. They don't give a damn if he's there or well, not. That's the thing, right? They don't care. So like years from now, when, when they remember their wedding, is it going to matter to them that he was there? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. If the answer to that is no, then yeah. But, but the other thing is like, What's the what's the the cost? Like, how angry is your wife going to be at you for skipping? And what's the what's the benefit? Like, how much of the game are you going to miss? The game starts at eight o'clock. Like, what time is the wedding? What time does the reception end? Like, you might be able to see. You might be able to pick the game up in a fourth mm, inning. Nah, these these wedding these games are starting at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. So, yes. like, you're not getting out of a, of a out of a, a weekend night wedding. Yeah, you're right. If they in get, time yeah. to see, you're gonna miss it. You gotta watch it on your phone. You, you can't watch it. You on can watch it on your phone. That's just no, you need like twenty four years old. That's all they do is watch on her phone. No, but you need to have. You want to watch <laughs> it with other people who care about it. You know, he's very well, close with Keith Costas, who is Bob's son. He needs Keith to come over. They watch the game together. They put something on the grill. They drink beer and they watch the game. That's how you. Your team is in the World Series. This takes priority over everything. Where's the wedding? In Long Island someplace. Oh, okay. So it's not in like suburban Philadelphia where the entire no. place Correct. would be locked in on no. this game. Right. If it's Hembo's friends or Hembo's family, then you could have That's like right. a separate Look, room. The Yankees were, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. they weren't that close. They were four wins away. They were not that close. From, from, from tomorrow night being game one of the World Series mm-hmm. and them playing it. If that was the case, half the wedding would not have shown up. Right. Or Half the wedding would not have shown up. Or there would have been like a whole separate spot where nobody was paying attention to what was going on in the wedding and everybody's watching how, the game. And, and how much does that wedding stink do you want that to be your wedding no you don't no you don't want that to be your wedding so you're you saying everyone... he shouldn't go right because he'll it'll only he'll be distracted right right and and it won't he he'll won't have, have a bad time. time he'll resent it she won't have She'll a good have time because he's not having yeah. a good time yeah uh, you might be right i think i'm on to something you here might with be this. right if this scenario were to arise in your life mm. how would that conversation how long are you married almost 20 years almost 20 a couple years. weeks so you're, 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 yeah. you're approaching so i've been married 25 years mm-hmm so how would that conversation go in your marriage? <laughs> so it's her friend getting married. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now you're a lot old. Again, Hembo was in that stage of life, by the way. They've got a wedding like every other week. Right. That's the thing. We like don't, everyone we don't is getting married like the next in his friend group. we go to will be like our kids and our exactly. friends' kids. Yeah. I'm now going to <laughs> people's kids' weddings, which parenthetically is a stage of life that sucks. Yeah. There's nothing worse than being the old yeah. people at the wedding that everyone yeah. is hoping won't dance. Like, you know, like your, <laughs> everyone's looking over at your table when the song, you know, they're playing all the, like the you know, current music, and then the band goes into like Cool and the Gang 
celebration, yeah. and everyone at your table is like, ooh, I know this one. Let's yeah. get up there. And all the young people are like, oh, no, here they come. Here comes the stampede of the geezers, and you're out there like you're with your dance moves, and the whole thing is just humiliating. And then, like, some people's friends, like, you know, their kids, all, you know, grew up with Mike and Mike, and they're like, oh, yeah, he really can't dance. Everyone always made fun of him, but he can't. So, like, like that, all of that is awful. But anyway, right. I digress. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, if, if Hembo is listening right now, and he probably is, they're probably in the car driving right now, <laughs> parenthetically. So she's watching his facial expressions. In what can only be described as a startling sidebar, they're bringing their two-month-old twins to this wedding. Well, that's patently insane. Insane. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and he thinks that it's going to be his responsibility Wait. to look after these children. The, the- Babies are going to the wedding Correct. and the reception? Like, they don't have a babysitter I don't the have an explanation for you. I tried to talk to him about this yesterday. Mm. Yes, that seems to be the case. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all to anyone, but it seems to be happening. You know that he named one of them after me. I do. I've heard. Michelle, yes, which I is do. delightful. We've had this conversation. So he has Michelle and, yeah. you know, the other one. And, and, <laughs> and that's... So there, he's bringing Michelle and the other one to the wedding. Charlotte, I believe. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't care. Well, obviously the lesser one. And, and <laughs> so, so anyway, the point she's of it all... She's listening, by the way, if they're in the car. Yes, but she's yeah. two months old. Uh, she's not going to understand yeah, it. Just like she's not going to understand anything that happens at this wedding. So I, I, I am at a loss... <laughs> To understand any of the things that Hembo is doing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Look, I I, I got to cut him a break. I mean, like it is. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't if, have to cut she, him a break. If she's expecting him to go, then that that pressure cannot be ignored. Right. That That's a real thing. So it, it's game one. There's at least three more games. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's different from your Jets playoff scenario because it's a series, not a single game. Mm-hmm. And I'll buy that. I think he'll be able to pay enough. If attention. it was game seven. Oh, that's different. If it was Game Seven yeah, of the World Series, I think he'd have to miss the wedding. Then you miss the wedding. Yeah, I think I mean, so. you don't even consider going. Nah, to the I, I don't even think it's an issue. I don't, you don't, know, even I don't send know how she, a note. I don't even know how she could ask him to go. If Correct. It's game Seven. At that point, everyone like in involved, good conscience, just assumes you're yeah, not yeah, coming yeah, to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, you should only RSVP in the affirmative. Right. Like the assumption is you're not coming. <laughs> Let us know if by some game miracle seven. you are. Right. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. You're here all day to do uh, this, just in and everything, right? Whatever. Talk about weddings and whatever you want. All right, then stay there a minute. We're gonna, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. I did not get into any of my football with Graziano, but I got a million things, including uh, next Tuesday being the trade deadline, and that mm-hmm. feels to me of enormous consequence in a few different places. We will get into that and more as we continue with Graziano next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, we got a good feeling working on this Thursday. Greening on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Come to you live as always above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. I got the great Dan Graziano, my NFL insider extraordinaire. Sitting alongside today, we just spent a lot of time trying to figure out Hembo's life. That's a lost cause. Yeah, I don't think we got there. So let's dive into something else that's starting to feel like a lost cause, and that's the Green Bay Packers. So I've, I, that's your game this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You've got the Sunday night game, which is a really good game. or It's a really interesting game. It may be a very one-sided game. Could be. Green Bay at Buffalo. I guess you never know. But you're, you're pretty tight. Pretty tied in, I feel like, with the Packers. Anytime I talk to you Spend about some them, time around them, yeah, you, sure. you seem to know the situation. So I, sometimes, from the outside, we look at it, and I feel like behind closed doors, oh, there must be chaos, and there's alarms going off, and people are running around, and it's just insanity. What is your sense of just how uh, bad things are right now behind closed doors in Green Bay? I think you know, and. They're on a losing streak, which in the NFL is is awful because you know it's a week between games. So if right. you're on a three game losing streak, you haven't won in a month. And the attitude and atmosphere that sets in in any NFL locker room in that case is a is a tough one. Like I used to say, like we go in as reporters and like they take all their frustration out on us, like because mm-hmm. they're sick of seeing us every day. Um, but you know, you know, I think it's when you have. Aaron Rodgers, when you, and, and whatever he's doing this week in terms of what he's saying about guys who aren't who are making mistakes shouldn't play, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever he's doing is, you, you can you can argue with the technique, but what he's trying to do is is lead in some way, right? Like to be the veteran guy that that sets the tone of that team. So when you have guys like that and you know who they are, there's at least a center, right? And so the Lafleur and Rogers relationship is is a good one. They they're open and honest with each other about what's going on, and I think they feel like you know we can turn this thing around. But they also, I think there's also a feeling like, and we heard Domovsky say it on Get Up, like. There's not there's not somebody coming back from injury. You know what I mean? Like the 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 group that they have is the group that they the have. Cavalry is not coming. So if it, if the answers aren't in that room, then then there's going to be a problem. So they have to turn some some guys who have so far have not been answers into answers. Uh, and it, it's a challenge. I, I think they're used to not coasting, but they're used to winning a lot, and and the feeling that goes with that. And when you're trying to solve your problems, but you're also winning, that's a very very different. Uh, vibe in terms of the effort you feel like you're making every day so I feel like it's, it was one of those situations where right now if you're the Green Bay Packers everything feels difficult yeah you, you you are accustomed to being in a position of strength when you're dealing with things and right now it feels like you're in a position of weakness uh, the Green Bay Packers are a team that almost never make any kind of trades even though people might clamor for them if, if nothing else because it feels like you're doing something about a problem but right it may not be the right thing for them to do either way the trade deadline is Tuesday We've seen some deals already. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Eagles getting Robert Quinn yesterday feels like a pretty big deal. Uh, the Cowboys made the uh, the move for the defensive tackle that yeah. Bart called the big fatty Jonathan early this Hankins. week. Yeah, he's a big fella. The Jets made the trade for James Robinson, which I really like. Yes, I did too. Because the running back got hurt in Brees Hall. What other names 
are being actively kicked around right now as possibly being traded by the middle of next week. So people are watching the Denver Broncos because they have some. They're obviously not having a very good season, and they have some some players that people are interested in. Recent high picks like Jerry Judy and um, and Bradley Chubb. Uh, I don't. I, as I understand it, they're asking a lot for those players, as you would expect. Does the price go down, or do the offers come up as Thursday? Appro- as, I'm sorry, as Tuesday approaches, it's possible. But as of now, uh, they're not. Uh, it doesn't sound like close to anything. Uh, people are watching the Panthers because they traded Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey last week. They have some desirable players like Brian Burns, the edge rusher, DJ Moore, the wide receivers. They they seem to want to keep those guys. I guess it's always possible you could blow them away. See, if I'm the Packers, like, I'm not just looking to add a receiver, right? Like, I, I want to do sort of what the Cowboys did a couple of years ago with Amari Cooper, right? They traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper because they needed a guy. They, they, Dak had no one to throw to, and this was an alpha, and he's still young, and, and, and you know, all that. So if you're the Packers, I think you should be looking into the DJ Moore Jerry Judy types, right? The potential difference makers, the guys that, that profile as, as maybe number one receivers uh, because that's what you don't have. I think you can mix and match with what you have on your roster, maybe get the rookie Christian Watson healthy, maybe get something out of that. But if you want to make a, a difference-making player that's going to turn things around for you, I think you have to swing big. And, and that's where they would really have to get out of their comfort zone in terms of what they would pay in terms of draft picks. Yeah, so it may not be Green Bay. Uh, We'll see which teams. Look, the NFC is so wide open. It's Mm kind of hard to figure out who is and isn't in it. You know what's a fascinating storyline to me? When did you cover the Giants? What years were you with the Giants? The last three Coughlin years, so 13, 14, and 15. So, so it's and then b- prior to that, I was NFC East, you know, when we had the division blogs. So before so. Um, the, the Geno Smith thing. Like, yes. the Geno Smith story is fascinating that was to me. 17, right? Um, yeah. It was whatever year Eli's streak came to an end. That was it. And it was the year they fired Ben McAdoo. So, yeah. um, I mean, wasn't it the week? Didn't they fire him like that week? They, they fired him. Oh, it was the Im- very next day. Immediately. For- yeah, it was. I, I landed. I was whatever game I was covering. I landed at LaGuardia to the news that he had been fired. Yeah, I, was- I find this fascinating. Like Geno Smith is a player who his two most famous moments. He was a really good college player. I mean, yeah. it, it, and a he high was pick. A, a high draft pick. The Jets took him in the second round. He was a player that a lot of people thought had a lot of potential. And it went so badly for him in so many ways that the only two really memorable things about his NFL career were, A, getting his jaw broken by being punched by a teammate in the locker room as a Jet, and then the coach getting fired for deigning to play him in a game because it meant benching Eli Manning. The fact that he is rebounding and having a – a comeback player of the year season in Seattle. The fact that Seattle against the Giants is the only matchup of two winning teams this entire weekend. Like that is a stunning story to me. It is. And I was on the phone with somebody with the Seahawks um, earlier this week. And I, I flat out asked the question like with Gino, like, is this, did you see this coming? No, like at, at the, at the beginning of the season, they felt like Geno was the right choice for quarterback because he was going to be steady. Like he was, mm-hmm. he was going to put them in good positions and they could run the ball and they could play defense and they could win games. They did not necessarily, maybe Pete Carroll did. Right? I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he was the one that saw it. But um, the, the feeling in the organization was that he'll, he'll keep us in the game and we'll find a way to win it. But he is operating a, a pretty explosive offense so far for Seattle. And I don't think anyone saw that coming, including a lot of people in that building. So, but look... The reason he got the start for the Giants that day in 2017 is because he had been a really good backup. He had been, 
you know, a, a, a good scout team guy. He had been a good practice guy. He had been good in the meetings. So in Seattle, same reputation, right? Good guy to have around the team, whatever you need. And I think he is an example of someone who spent his time as a backup very, very well and probably improved a lot more than anyone would have thought. Right, the coaches are seeing him every day on the practice field, so maybe they know, but we don't get to see the backups. And he played three games last year, and whatever, one, a couple of them were good. But like he is, he has decided during my time as a backup, I'm going to try and turn myself into a much better player. And so, if and when my chance ever comes again, it'll be different. And this is a great example of what to do when it's not going well. Right. As an NFL player, whoever would have dreamt that his season would be where it is and that Russell Wilson's Woo-hoo. season would be where it is. That, that Look, I don't get I've been around so long and so have you. I don't get shocked by too many things anymore. I'm shocked by both of those, how well it's going in Seattle and how badly it's going in Denver. Your chance to be part of Greeny Nation comes on the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I have like two more things I would bounce off you. Do you have, do you have to go anywhere? Or you feel like sitting. I got. You tell me. What do I have? Well, let's do it this way. You can either. We'll, we'll take 12, a short break. I got a 12 10. 12 10. So what's it, 11 30? I'm yes. good. We're, 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 we're good. off the air long Whatever before that. I want to get into the Daniel Jones stuff. Okay. I, I want to get into, and I've got some Aaron Judge stuff. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio as we roll along. So uh, before we get to anything else, this Halloween business. So Halloween is this coming Monday. You know, when my kids were little, I enjoyed Halloween. When I was little, I suppose I enjoyed Halloween. Generally speaking, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween, nor of how incredibly into it a lot of adults get. It confuses me. I don't really get it. Um, And Nuno called my attention to an exchange between Zach Lowe and Jeff Van Gundy. Was this on Zach's podcast, I assume? Yes, it was. The Lowe Post? So there, he's got Van Gundy on the podcast, and they start talking about Halloween, and this is what ensued. I don't know about you, never a big Halloween guy. Uh, we've, we've talked about this. You've said you're never a big Halloween guy, but you were shocked and appalled by Brian Windhorst's stance on turning down the blinds and the lights and being oh, anti-trick-or-treater. Come on. That's, that's un-American. Your house deserves to get egged if you refuse when home to give out treats. I'll, I had a conversation about egging recently. And my stance as a homeowner, a relatively new homeowner, is if you as children can outwit me as long as it doesn't do any damage to my home i applaud if you can ding dong ditch me toilet paper my trees do something without me catching you but but 
I will try to catch you. Not to yell or ream you out or get you in trouble, but just to let you know that I was quicker than you, that I was smarter than you. I will try to play the cat and mouse game. See, Texas is a big uh, toilet paper thing, and I tell you there is nothing. I think you should be able to catch and just obliterate a child if he throws toilet paper up in trees (laughs) that you can't reach. (laughs) So, look, first and foremost, no one but Jeff could get away with saying that. Um, I, I actually do have a variety of thoughts on this. Nuno, are you uh, a Halloween guy? I am not. No no interest. Obviously, part of it is probably because I don't have any kids, but nothing. Don't want to do anything to do with it. If, if there are trick-or-treaters in your neighborhood, do you hand out candy? Uh, lights are off. No one's around. Mm, you're that guy. Bubba, how about you? Uh, I mean, I enjoy. I I live, uh, you know, in an, uh, an apartment, so I I just turn it off too. But if I if I had a house, I would keep the lights well, on. But and so do people, it. children who live in an apartment, should not be able to get candy on Thanksgiving. I, there, no one comes in my. It's just no. I, they can, but I just feel like no one really comes. I, over. I grew up in an apartment. Let me tell you. I mean, it's 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 not it's not really an apartment. It's like a townhouse. No one's going to come on to where I live anyway. So well, so now now you seem confused about where you live. Like that that's the part of this I'm not understanding. Hold on. We need to get to the bottom of this in 15 seconds. I got to get to the Belichick stuff here. I got I got a few things I want to get to, but I have to address this Halloween thing. So, as the rest of the country joins us here, we just played a little bit of an exchange between Jeff and Gundy and Zach Lowe on Zach's podcast about Halloween. And there are two kinds of people when it comes to Halloween. And as is the case with most things, Almost everyone overdoes it. The right solution is right in the middle. So should you be a person, if, if I, my opinion, if you are an adult, like I enjoyed Halloween as a child. Let me tell you how great Bubba just suggested that no one ever comes to trick-or-treat at his door because he lives in an apartment. Is that right, Bubba, you said? Well, I, it's it's not an apartment. It's like a... Well, you said you live yeah. in an apartment, and then I said... Well, I basically said that at first meeting. I don't live in a house, but I, I never know the correct... I don't live in an apartment building. I guess technically I live in a townhouse. So. Okay, so those are very different things. I would agree. So now, now, one of the things we have to understand is, is why you seem confused about where it is you live. But that said, I yeah. grew up in an apartment building. No one has it better than the kids who grow up in an apartment building. Okay, I grew up in a building that had 30 stories. There were six apartments on each floor. I had 180 doorbells. It was remarkable and I could knock them all off without having to put on a winter coat because I'm just walking down a flight of stairs to get to each one start up on 30 I lived on 25 work my way all the way down to two get in the elevator go back home bingo bango bongo and Irving two hours later I'm overrun with candy so believe me the kids who grew up in apartment buildings have it made on Halloween that said if you are an adult who does not have children. Like when my kids were little, yes, I loved it. Get them dressed up. We go to the trick-or-treating. That's great fun. I was generally that dad walking behind the group of kids with the red solo cup, which is the universal sign for I'm drinking. Like I'm walking the kids around the neighborhood, but they're old enough that they do not require really careful supervision. So I am drinking something in this red solo cup. Um, and I don't want everyone to know it, which obviously anyone who knows anything knows what it is. But if you are not at that, like in my stage of life now, there are two adults you don't want to be on Halloween. 
One of them is the one who shuts off your lights and doesn't want anything to do with the kids. Give the freaking candy. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be one who feigns not being home. Give the, get the candy, go to the store, buy the candy, hand it out. The kids enjoy it. That, that's, it is a minimal commitment on your part. But you also do not want to be the adults who dress up on Halloween. You don't want to be, I'm telling you right now, if you think people aren't making fun of you, you're wrong. They are. Behind your back, they're thinking, that's not a person I take seriously. If you show up at a place of business, like in an office building, dressed as Iron Man, something is wrong, really wrong. Now, if you're having a party on a Saturday night, a Halloween party, and the theme is costumes, I'm not coming. But I understand if you want to go to that party that you would dress up for that. But if you if Halloween this year is Monday, right? It's this coming Monday. If you go to work on Monday, like dressed up as, I don't know, a friendly ghost or a Marvel character or and and you're, you know, you're an adult in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s or whatever it is. Anyone else find that questionable? Like, am I the only one who's thinking, why are you doing that? What, what, what are you trying to accomplish with this? I get that maybe it's fun, but what's fun about it exactly? Like, I'm wearing a Superman costume? What are we doing here? Nuno, do you agree with me or not? Well, let me just first say, and if you want to dress up as any Marvel character, go ahead. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Yes, but, yes. But, yeah, but you know what I'm no, trying to I, exactly. say. Exactly. No, yeah, none of that stuff. Don't decorate your cube. Like, you want to, you know, when some guys do, do this, like Liam or, like, he does this, he brings the ex- excess, uh, like, candy to work. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. Sure. Bring do the that. candy. Be that guy. Yeah. Be that guy. But don't be the guy that shows up to work dressed in your, in your outfit and or tell everyone what you're doing. Here's a tip. As a... And I'm going to sound like a bad guy. I don't want to see your kids costumes. <laughs> don't show me any of those pictures. I don't care. Yo, you don't want to see little Michelle and the other one and how they were dressed up as like an eggplant and a tomato or whatever it is that you dressed two months old as. I'm totally with you. Um, and here's that before everyone starts tweeting me pictures of me and Mike dressed up all those years on Halloween. That's obviously different. That was a show. We were doing a show. It was fun and funny because we were on TV. I assure you, I did not go home dressed as Psy from Whoopa Gangnam Style. (laughs) Okay? I definitely did not wear that costume the rest of the day. Anyway, so that has been my little Halloween moment. Enjoy Halloween, but only a little. So there's that. Now we get to Bill Belichick, a man who was unquestionably never enjoyed any holiday in his entire life. And far be it from me to suggest that Bill Belichick is getting anything wrong when it comes to coaching football. I am not one of these Belichick detractors. Yes, I root against him every single week. But I I also continue to believe he is the greatest coach of all time. However, while he does not need unsolicited advice from me, I'm going to give him some. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening unsolicited advice i think bill has to change his usual way of doing things when it comes to mac jones right now i think he is running the risk of mac jones being um adversely affected by the stuff that's going on around him bill is a person who is extremely good at blocking out all of the noise 
right? He makes the jokes about not being on InstaFace and all that kind of stuff. But there is a there is a level of truth to that. He is very good at blocking out the noise. And he had a quarterback for all those years in Tom Brady who was thrived on the adversity, thrived on being criticized. And in fact, Belichick himself criticized him. Oh, my so-called great quarterback. You hear these stories about the things he would say in meetings. And Brady would burn. And he'd go out and he'd play great. He'd throw four touchdowns on Sunday. But not everyone is like that. Did you see Mac Jones's face on Monday night? Mac Jones looked like he had just lost his best friend when the crowd is chanting Bailey Zappi's name. Mac Jones was a first-round pick. He played really well last year. Mac Jones is your future. He's the quarterback of the New England Patriots. And in my opinion, by Bill being Bill and refusing to just say, yeah, this guy's my quarterback, I think he's actually stoking the fires of the situation. One of the reasons I think the fans are chanting Bailey Zappi's name is that they have not closed the door on Bailey Zappi getting the job. I think Bill needs to say, what are you kidding? What are we doing here? Mac is my quarterback. When he's healthy, of course he's going to play. What, why are you even asking me that? Like that That's what he should say, rather than... Bill, have you named the starting quarterback for the Sunday yet? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes here today. Do you plan on how to get quarterback rotation again? We'll see how it goes today. Is that something that would be look, we're not Look, we're not doing anything here. We haven't practiced. We're going to go out and we're going to see how it goes today. All right? I get it. And that's Bill. That's Bill being Bill, and it obviously has worked. So, again, far be it from me to be telling Bill how he should coach his team. But I am just an observer of the passing scene, and I think his quarterback is in a mental state that is not advantageous. He does not look like this is going coming off well with him. And it just cannot be easy to be that kid and have every 70,000 or whatever it is people at Gillette Stadium on Monday night chanting Bailey Zappi's name and then cheering like they just won the Super Bowl when you get yanked after throwing a pick in the first quarter and I I do not think this is going right and I think Bill actually has the power to stop a lot of it now the, the best way the easiest way for this to cease being a problem is for Mac Jones to play great and there will come a time when he does again because Mac Jones is a good player I don't know if he will ever be a great player but his floor is much higher than what we've seen from him so far this year his the knock on him is, is, is his ceiling may not be that high but the floor is high Mac Jones is not a bad player. He is not going to continue to make really bad mental mistakes, uncharacteristic mistakes and bad decisions. That's not what's going to happen here. He needs to be built up. He needs his confidence to be restored. And I believe Belichick has the authority to silence 99% of this. Will there still be some fans chanting the backup's name? Sure. The backup is always popular, especially if the main guy isn't playing particularly well. But everyone associated with that team knows and says behind closed doors, Mac Jones, there is no quarterback controversy here. Bill could end this. And he's choosing not to because he's playing his Belichick games. He doesn't want to give anything away. Maybe he wants the Jets and Robert Sala to be guessing which quarterback they have to prepare for this week to be wondering. And they do play slightly different styles. And they seem to coach them very differently. Uh, watching them as I do, Bailey Zappi seems to be under center, and Mac Jones seems to be in the in the gun most of the time. And I don't, I don't, 
I'm not going to pretend I fully understand why it is they're doing those differently for those two players. But for whatever reason, if his strategy is I want the game's not home this week anyway, so the fans aren't going to be chanting one way or the other. And I want the Jets, who are a defense focused team, to have to prepare for both of them. I understand that it, it, it is reasonable strategy. But there may be a circumstance in which something more important than that is at play. And just reading the body language and look, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know Mac Jones well, but anytime you've ever watched him, he just seems to be that kind of guy, right? He seems to be very type a, he seems to be wired. Um, you know, he seems to be, he seemed to be wound kind of tight. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of laid back in him. So I could see this stuff bothering him. And again, when it bothered Brady, better things happened, not worse. Terrific. That's how he operated. That's how he functioned. That's how Bill functions. I think Bill likes it. I think Bill likes adversity. He, 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 or at minimum, he does a better job of compartmentalizing it than just about anyone I can think of. But I'm not sure Mac Jones is that guy. And I think I'd, I'd be a little worried about it. Now, many of you may not know this, but before his long, very successful tenure in radio production, Bubba was actually um, a best-selling author of self-help books and, and has an understanding of the psychology of, of positive thinking and all the rest of that. That, that is, I mean, it's, it's, it's world-renowned is probably the only way I could think of to describe it. So, Bubba, as you watch this situation, you hear my unsolicited advice to Bill Belichick. What are your thoughts on the way they are handling Mac Jones? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I probably would agree with you. I think in the grand scheme of things, it probably just makes sense to just come right out and just say Mac is the guy. I think especially given what he did last year, I think what why they go having it in haunt. Just, just say he's the guy and give him the confidence boost and let's go. I think it would shut down a lot of the stuff. Uh, yeah, again, a lot of unnecessary questions for no reason. The so questions. Just, let's just do it. And the questions everyone is getting, including Jones himself and the fans. Like to me, the, the the hardest part of it all, if I'm Mac Jones, is the fans. You can always make the switch. It's not like you you can say he's the quarterback, right? And if it changes, it changes. But you can still just say now he's the quarterback. Well, particularly because from everything I'm being told, they're nowhere near making that change. It, it would be a totally different scenario if he was seriously considering turning the ball over to Bailey Zappi. But everyone around that team tells me that Mac Jones got 90% of the snaps at practice yesterday. Everyone connected to that team says there's no hint of a quarterback controversy here. They think, and Bill thinks Mac Jones is way better than Bailey Zappi. And they'd know they've seen a lot more of both of them than any of the rest of us have. So I guess what I'm saying to you, Bubba is if there really were a bit of a quarterback controversy here, then I could see him, playing it a little bit differently. But if there is no question that Mac Jones is his quarterback, I don't think the benefit of not saying so at this point, I worry that it would be outweighed by the potential consequence of not saying so. So that's what I think. All right, Bubba, let's finish it up today with a little fun who you got. We've been doing these shorties uh, along the way, and then Bubba puts together a question. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? So he'll, he'll ask me a question, and we will go in search of the answer. Sometimes they're sports questions. Sometimes they're sports adjacent. Sometimes they're not about sports at all. Let's see what Bubba has cooked up for today's Who You Got. 
All right. 95 years ago Tuesday, the George Washington Bridge was completed, connecting New York City to New Jersey, crossing the Hudson River, of course. And it took four years to make. But my question is, is there any amount of money in the world that for you or Nuno would work as a bridge builder for one year? You can get any amount of money. I think for me, my answer is zero. I'm not doing it. Because if you, it's, it, the danger, is is it a very dangerous job? See, I look at these bridges. Yes. I'm not a um, an architect, that I should go without saying, or a civil engineer or whoever it is. I, it's really more of an engineer, I think, than an architect that understands how these work. But if you ever go see a famous bridge, any or any bridge, but I mean, the George Washington Bridge is long. If you drive 60 miles an hour across the George Washington Bridge, it's going to take you over a minute to do it. It is a long freaking span. And, and, and you look at like the, the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. How do they do that? Like they don't have anything holding it up in the middle. <laughs> what, how, I, it, it is a, an act of genius that greatly exceeds my understanding of the mathematics and, and the physics and everything else that are involved in that thing staying up without any obvious support underneath it. So are you asking me the question because that would be a dangerous job during yeah, the installation? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, just picture, you know, are you, just picture the, I'm just picturing the, you know, that famous picture of the workers back in the day all sitting on the beam yeah. with, with eating lunch with no, you know, uh, supports. That's, that's what it, you know, I know it's obviously much safer now. But if I offered you. But still, no matter what, just picture yourself walking across a beam do uh, you know with no support with the Hudson River below you? You're saying that if I offered you ten million dollars, you wouldn't do that. No, no, not when you're literally cro- thirty. Not when you're literally crossing the, with the Hudson River below you, probably six hundred feet below you, and there's just nothing holding you on either side, and you're just crossing a beam, and that's your no. It, it's a very. I'm not lying. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm understanding your point, but there's always a price. Not for that. Mm, we'll have to think about that one a little further. Anyway, I may drive across that bridge later today just because you've made me interested. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.